Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. All right, what's up everybody? Welcome. This is Seller Roundtable number eight. I'm Andy Arnott and with my cohort as usual. <laughs> Amy Wees, how's it going? <laughs> Welcome guys. And uh, today we are going to be talking to Conrad McGill and I hopefully I, uh, I uh, pronounced that correctly, Conrad. I, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry to say my webcam's not working. Uh, as I already found out pre-call, but uh, basically I, I don't know what's wrong. It was working yesterday, so it's, it's going to have to be audio. Not to worry. Cool. All right. So, um, I think did Amy did we decide uh, are you are you gonna do the grilling or am I? <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm happy to start it off, and then if you have any additional questions, you sure. can definitely chip in. Sounds good. So, so the reason I reached out to Conrad is because we we've been talking about expanding into other marketplaces as you know a, a way to increase your sales volume. So. Um, I reached out to Conrad because he has, you know, kind of his own, uh, his own Facebook group and, um, and he's, he's always posting really great things and amazing at home about, you know, all of his inventory that he's, that he's moving out there in, in Ireland where he lives. Um, and so I asked Conrad if he would be so nice to come out and uh, talk to us during a seller roundtable about his experience selling in the EU marketplace. So Conrad, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the business? Uh, basically about myself, I started about seven years ago, trial and error, uh, basically just testing stuff while I was working a day job as a chef and basically it kind of doing two hours a night, uh, just try, trial and error online. It was mainly eBay I started out with and then after doing maybe two hours a night, every night it started to overtake my full-time job as a chef. So then I kind of just went more on it. I, I left my job and then worked from the bedroom full-time. Then I employed my mother and uh, she worked for me from home and then we got two bags from the home and I moved to a small unit and then I moved, I had four units and then after that I got a big warehouse and now I've got about four staff of about seven outsourced uh, VAs and I've sold over 2.5 million items on eBay and Amazon. So it kind of uh, escalated quickly. <laughs> that escalated quickly, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so love it. So you started on eBay and originally you were a chef and yep. you started just with like a couple hours a day checking stuff out. So mm. where did you start selling? You said you started selling on eBay, but on the Amazon side, where, where did you start selling and how did you scale your business? Uh, on Amazon, it was about Amazon about four and a half years, maybe five years. Uh, I was two years on the eBay when I started Amazon because I was just looking for uh, more platforms. I had the same products on eBay as I had on Amazon. So, uh, and it was a big site in the UK. So I said, I might as well just put my stuff in another site that gets a lot of traffic. So basically that's what I've done. And I scaled by just adding more products, more lines, more marketplaces. Uh, I scaled on the uh, France, Italy, Spain, Germany, uh and then the usa as well so that, wow. that that's how it's just just keep adding more add more staff kind of take uh, pressure off yourself so you can work on your business not work on your business 
Right. So you started basically selling in the UK and then you expanded to all the other EU marketplaces yeah. and even in the US as well. Yeah, 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 correct. Hey, quick question for you, Conrad. So in the in the EU, are you doing the um I forget what they call it in the EU, but it's Pan where EU. you what's that? Pan EU. Uh yeah, exactly. So where you send everything to the UK and then they send it to all the other countries, or are you sending it to the specific countries? Because I know you can do it uh two different ways. Yeah, Pan EU, that's what I'm doing. The, okay. the, the first message you mentioned, yeah. Right, right. Right, and logistically and, and stuff like that, it just seems a lot easier because you're not having to deal with, uh, you know, cro you know, moving moving multiple items to, all, you know, all kinds of different locations. Yeah, yeah, that's correct, yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, cool. And then one other quick question. Um, because you're scaling up so quickly, which is awesome, um, how are you, are you, do you have systems in place? Um, like, how are you kind of handling that? Because I know that, you know, for me, we, we dabbled in the EU and, and Amazon keeps bugging us to expand to like Japan and all these other places. Um, I literally get emails every day, like you've been invited to Japan marketplace and all this stuff. And I want to do it. But, um, for me, I'm also running a software business and doing a, a bunch of other things. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm scaling up for my, my, my European and my, you know, all the other marketplaces, but what, uh, are all these VAs uh, using processes or like, how are you offloading? You're saying that you're offloading a lot of stuff. So I'm just curious on, on how you're doing that. Cause uh, for me, I know I'd like to know. More. Uh, basically what I do is I'll list it on eBay. Uh, I do then the VAL copy from eBay to Amazon. Then if it sells well there, you know, I don't really put too much money in the uh, pay-per-click or anything. I can get it organically, but it tests a lot and doubling what works. And then uh, when it goes on the Amazon UK, then the VA, I, he lists it in Amazon UK, then he converts it to fulfillment by Amazon. Then he starts translating it to France, at least Spain, Germany. And, uh, you know, that, then we just send it on, then it buffers the stock across four marketplaces. So it's not too much work. If you have a VA to do it and he knows what to do, it's just give him an ASIN, say, listen, translate that. And then once translated on the four sites, uh, Amazon picks it up and, uh, you know, it, it, it just goes on the pan EU. So it's really not that much work involved in your end, like, but you got to trust your VA and, you know, know that he's doing a, a good description and a good translation. So when you're going to Japan and stuff like that, uh, it's probably harder because you need to ship directly to Japan, but the UK, as I say, you can use pan EU, so it kind of does uh, give you almost as much as the marketplace as you do in the USA, I think it's roughly 300 odd million in the, in the total of Europe, which is the same as USA, and it probably has a lot less competitors as well. Right. That's, that's, that's definitely what, what I've heard and seen. Um, um, uh, the other quick question is, so are you using uh, machine translation or, um, or is the VA, or did you hit the VA jackpot and find someone who like speaks like four different languages? Mm -hmm. No, I would imagine it's machine, you know. I okay. would imagine, you know, it's yeah. definitely not. You know, it's again, I'm there doing it. I'd say it's machine. But, uh, you know, my stuff's by far, you know, by, by no means perfect, you know, but it does sure. work. Uh, just I'm, I'm just trying to get, what I'm trying to do is trying to get kind of a bigger net around everywhere. Right. And when I've kind of spread that net far enough, I'll tighten down and then start getting, uh, you know, uh, somebody that speaks a local language, they look at it and say, listen, that, that's wrong, that's right, you know, we should change this, change that. Sure. But uh, it's kind of more uh, growth now at the minute. And then, uh, as I say, when that's done, I can, you know, use my time more efficiently, efficiently and uh, worry about the quality more, you know. I, I'm trying, I, I, I'd be more pro prolific than perfect. That's the way I work it. 
you know, some people get stuck with a perfect and they just don't move, you know. No, the, the action, the action, action based, you know, just get it up there. Like you said, is, is I think a lot of people try to be perfect, like you're saying. Uh, but when it comes to these other marketplaces and that's kind of where we're at right now is where our stuff's just up there. Uh, we're not putting a ton of time into it, but I think that's half the battle is just getting it, you know, getting your stuff listed. Um, yeah. And the other cool thing just to, I know that Amy's got a ton of questions. Sorry, I'm taking up time here. The other quick, cool thing that I, I learned uh, when I did have that call with Amazon Japan is in Japan, they don't charge you any taxes for two years or till you hit a hundred thousand dollars in, I think it's profit per year, um, which is a huge uh, tidbit that I did not know about that was pretty interesting to hear. So um, they also, uh, on the call, she also said that, um, that they, um, uh, uh, F, uh, F, FBM, like from the U S to Japan is also very common in Japan, uh, on the, on the Japan marketplace for, for, uh, Amazon. So mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people are doing is just listing on Amazon Japan, but then shipping from the U S. So just a couple of things yeah. that people yeah. are listening, you know, thinking about going to Japan. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they're listing FBM on Japan yep. and then they're just, they're just shipping it yep. from the U S. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. People, a lot of people say, oh, I need to import from China, I need to import from China. But see, the U.S., like, they're good, you know, like, uh, here in Europe, like, say, like, candy, baseball hats, you know, there's, you know, uh, baseball, basketball clothing, you know, that's big, big products, hot, hot, hot profit here. And people just kind of think they have to be important from China when they have, they're sitting on top of a gold mine. Maybe not in the U.S., selling to the U.S., but you get them on these other countries, you know, I don't see why people are kind of worried about China so much when they're sitting on the products in the U.S. themselves. They're, they're just, they kind of see it because there's that many people, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely think the tariffs are a good thing in the sense that I think people are really starting to look at other places. Like, I mean, you, you can look at uh, like Pakistan, um, India. There's, there's a lot of places, especially with like textile, like stuff that you're talking about where right. um, people can start looking. And I think people are going to get more creative. You know, it's just like the water flows down. If people need to get those products for a good price and, and they're getting nailed by tariffs in China, yeah. people are going to, you know, start, start uh, looking elsewhere, which I think in general is going to be a good thing um, in the long yeah. run. Definitely. But the, the, the internet's making the world a smaller place. So you'll just, it'll be just a one-stop shop, everything to your door. Uh, no matter if it's coming from Japan, you know, it'll, it'll be all just anything that touch your fingers, no matter if it's coming from South Korea, it'll be in your door in a day or so. That's, that's the way I see it in the future. But it's just uh, getting, you know, it'll all be more kind of efficient and, uh, you know, on their right, you know, it might be even if it's Amazon or something like that. And, you know, everything's on the one platform. I, I would imagine it will go that way. Yeah. Definitely interesting the way it will change in 20 years. So do you, Conrad, sell mostly private label or are you kind of like a big mix of just whatever you can get your hands on? Uh, a bit of both. It's a big mix and there's a few private labels. What it'll do, you'll put everything on the big mix. It'll go on there first. If it sells well on the big mix, I'll spend more time private label so no hijackers get on to the listing. I'll put more effort on. I'll uh, better the pictures, better the descriptions, better the keywords, uh, you know, just, just better to last as much as you can. But everything will start off on the mix, you know, and then if it does do well organically, it'll definitely be a lot better with more work put on this. Okay, so when you say, I'm not familiar with that, when you say on the max, what are you? Max, sorry, am I X? Uh, everything's kind of like a generic starting off, if you know what I mean. It's under like a 
trademark brand, but it's not exactly a trademark brand. You know, it's not registered. It's just like a, you know, a name at the start of my title. Oh, I see what you're saying. Where you kind of like make up a private label. You don't care if it's registered. You're just going out there and just kind of like Andy and I did a previous um, session where we're talking about just buying products from just commodities from AliExpress or whatever and just putting them out there just to see if they sell and then putting your time into them. Yeah, correct. Exactly. So if they work well organically, uh, then I'll I'll focus on putting them on private label, you know, because there's no point me spending a lot of time with some items just don't work, you know, not, you know, you know, I've, I've, I've made a lot of stuff, you know, like magic kits made a, you know, a really cool magic kit for kids. I put a lot of time on them. It just doesn't work. And it was a really good product. And then some products aren't so good and they sell really, really well. So it just, it kind of, I kind of, you know, annoyed me and I, I didn't really said from now on, I'm just going to work it this way. If it kind of works all right organically, I'll spend more time, but I don't want to spend time and uh, being a busy fool to be fair. Yeah. Conrad, that's funny. Um, what, a you know, about a couple of years into it, you know, I, I, uh, for, uh, for, for some of our products, it was the same kind of thing where, you know, I started getting cocky being like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a product completely from scratch. I'm going to CAD design it. It's going to be, and I still think like to this day, I still think it's one of the best products out there, but for some reason it did not catch. Um, yeah. and so we had custom molds that we spent, you know, five grand on. We had like all this time that I put into it. You know, I put in so much time and effort thinking that I was going to get this huge return and, uh, and it ended up being a flop. Um, so now I've got a bunch of them sitting in, in my, uh, in my, in my warehouse that I'm trying to sell like th- through like click funnels for a couple bucks just to like recoup my money. But, um, yeah, I agree with you in the sense that unless you've got a really unique, uh, you know, patentable original product like Amy does, uh, you know, you might not want to reinvent the wheel. You might want to iterate and not just try to, you know, <laughs> get, get crazy yeah, with that. Well. Because see, if you're a starter seller and you do something, as you say, like you don't night on, that would break you. You know, that'll give you right. an Amazon, you know, and it'll just, you'll stop your journey there, you know, rather than the way that, you know, I do it now or maybe the way you do it now, you know, you, 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 you learn from your mistakes. Like, but I do think a lot of new sellers go on and they think of this great idea and it just doesn't work. It's not, I don't know if it's something to do with a product or, or whatever. It's just some stuff doesn't work and you just have to deal with it. You know, it, it's yeah. not really you know, on the person, but it's it, it just sometimes you can try everything you can try and it, it still won't work. Well, eBay is the same as well. You just kind of get ranked sometimes and you don't, I don't know what it is. That's pretty awesome though to hear that, you know, of that's a pretty general um, result of the folks that we have interviewed is that it really it's it's kind of a, a broad spread of products and some work and some don't and kind of sticking to that that seems to work uh, the best for the long game mm-hmm. uh, so i love that you know i try to do the same thing where if i'm if i'm doing a um a commodity product or a white label product uh, those things, I try to still add a little unique twist to it. Like I'll try to do it in a different color or try to do it, you know, just in something so that it's not so easy to, to knock yeah. off. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to spend too much money on it. It's, it's, you want to test it out first. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good way to, to, another thing to do real quick, Amy was, is yeah. like, like you were saying is, is the way where you can spend time and money on is your packaging. If your packaging is like fairly elaborate, um, then that'll drive, uh, counterfeiters away, uh, you know, hijackers and stuff. Cause I mean, they're not going to want to spend that all that time to try to copy it in, unless it's like a really, 
crazy product. And then, you know, that, that's a whole nother <laughs> session, yeah. but, um, that, that's an, another really good way to kind of get away from, from, you know, people hijacking you. Yeah. So Conrad, my question for you, you said you sell on all of the EU marketplaces. Do you have a recommendation for where other people should start? And then is there one marketplace that is better than another in your opinion? Uh, the UK, because I'm there the longest, but I would advise you to start in the UK and then start PanEU because PanEU will fall, or buffer your stock uh, around Europe. But uh, you might be able to start in Germany as well and do it this way, but I haven't started in Germany, so I haven't had to think about this. So I don't know if it works that way as well, but definitely you can do it from the UK. Uh, I would say the UK as well, because if you're coming from America, your first language is all obviously English. So you don't really have to worry about translating. So uh, definitely the UK. Uh, after the UK, probably be France. Uh, after France, well, for me, for me, you know, a lot of people say Germany is the best, but you know, for me, it's uh, UK, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain. But saying that Spain is not so busy, but it's good to have your foot on the door because when stuff does start getting busy, you might be ranked first, and you might be like being back in Amazon.com, the USA, and day one, or, or you know, in the early days, sorry. So if you're ranked there, you'll probably have a very successful business in a few years when it does kick off. So with this Panny U thing, um, are there, so obviously if I'm a US seller, I'm gonna send my stuff to the UK, to the UK fulfillment centers, right? And I'm gonna start listing it there, and then I'm gonna enable Panny U, and it's gonna go all over the European markets, places, whatever I want to list it on. And Amazon's gonna ship it for me, right? And they're just gonna charge me a fee to do that. But are there any other considerations for these other countries that I should be thinking about? Like, is there, when I sell something in Italy, do I get an extra charge or something versus Germany? Is there is they're roughly the same, you know, they're, they're, they are different from the UK. They're a wee bit higher, but they're, they're roughly the same. Uh, what I take on the consideration is just the tax laws on these com countries. And I would also take on the consideration that they have, haven't got all the same policies. Like I almost got my account closed in Germany for selling a moist trap, which is illegal in Germany to sell a moist trap. And it's okay in the UK and the rest of the world. So it was pretty strange and it blindsided me. So Sometimes you just kind of you kind of you kind of go through every single rule on Amazon, you know, especially for selling, you know, a lot of products. It's you just it's not possible. So it does trial and error, and just uh, you know, trying to do your own due diligence. Sorry, I couldn't even get that word right. Due diligence uh, before you do, you go and spend a lot of money on products, or before you list stuff, uh, make sure you're aware of their their policies, or maybe talk to local sellers for support. Yeah, that's really good advice. Just to kind of, kind of like we do in the U.S., right? We start really small and we we start learning, you know, especially if you're selling a supplement or something that claims to cure something or something that has anything to do with medical, like Amazon is so quick to shut your listing down. So I suppose you have to take those same things into consideration uh, in yeah. any other country you're selling in. Yeah, because some, some of the rules are quite strange. Like, so, you know, you might not be allowed to sell a slingshot, but you're allowed to sell like a, you know, a sword. You know, it's, 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 just, it's just crazy. And there's, there's a lot of examples out there, like, but uh, I don't want to say them on the, the video, like, but I've got people asking all for so silly things, like, and then I'm seeing people selling like hardcore stuff. And I'm like, and, you know, how, how, how can they, you know, say this and, and say that, you know? So mm -hmm. uh, definitely look under the policies and probably the items because, uh, 
if you keep messing about, you know what happens there, and that's the last thing you, you want is getting banned from Amazon. So do you recommend sellers send their products straight from their manufacturer to Amazon fulfillment centers in Europe? Or do you uh, think well, there's a good from the USA, you probably would have to do it unless you had a, yeah, I, I would say if you're, if you're a USA seller, like, yeah, definitely. Because not unless you want to open a prep house in the UK. But uh, personally, myself, I have a warehouse. So I hold a stock in the warehouse. If it's a really hot selling item, I ship it directly from China because I know it's going to sell out but if I'm testing it or it's just a medium selling item I'll hold it in the warehouse because it's cheaper to hold it in my warehouse than as an FBA center and just if you ever get blindsided or something your last thing gets closed or it, it, it goes down the ranking you know you don't have to pay for the return fees I just replenish it from a warehouse when needed right so you kind of plan how much inventory to send that was my next question you plan how much inventory to send in based on if it's a hot seller and you have your warehouse set up but what about um australian sellers u.s sellers that are wanting to expand into europe is there prep centers in europe that people yeah, can yeah, use? yeah yeah uk yeah yeah prep centers a lot of prep centers and stuff but uh, it's just working out the prices you know with them and with amazon and the headache and if it, if it all adds up you know or whatever suits you or suits your budget or suits your energy and time. Got it. Uh, so, and then so, is there a specific like importing considerations for Europe compared to like US customs that we should know about? Uh, you need to pay a VAT and imported goods and duty. Uh, it, it's pretty much the same, you know, it, it, it's pr pretty much the same. Got it. But uh, uh, you know, it's it's probably you know it might, it might seem common for me because I'm doing that that, that long. But uh, there might be a difference from you because I'm not in the USA, so I don't know. You know, maybe your government has a different law for 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 its citizens or, or whatever. The taxes need to go back to the USA. I, I don't really know, but I would definitely get a second advice on that. You know, because as I say, I don't do what you're looking to do. You know. Yeah. So no, I, I, I haven't studied it. Yeah. Andy, you look like you had a question. No, no, it was actually pretty much exactly what you just asked. So <laughs> uh, you beat me to it. Um, yeah. So Conrad, you said there's two, there's two, um, there's two uh, things you need, right? It's a VAT and then the, and then it's uh, imports. Uh, yeah. Right. It's just, I, I'm pretty sure um, that's all we, that's all we needed when we did it. I think that's just those two things. I don't think it's anything different from. Uh, yeah, well, well if you're important as well, I don't know. I had to get a, uh, it was an ERI number, E-O-R-I. It was an official importer number. But I don't know how that stands if you're not on the country already. You know, you're not a resident if you're importing right. from America. But uh, I would definitely go on forums and stuff, Facebook groups, and ask about it a, a bit more. Because as I said, I didn't have to cross that bridge, so I don't really know the answer to it. And you since know. your business is already set up in the UK, a tip that I heard the other day was um, actually to set up your another business in the UK, um, just a, like a limited corporation there. And that way you're running all of your money and everything through that versus, you know, ex exporting from the yeah. US yeah. or China and then importing into yeah. the UK. Um, so that might be another option for people, um, is oh, I, 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 I forgot that one. I highly recommend that because, because, you know, you want to keep yourself right and, you know, uh, you know, get your cost down as much as you can. And if you're selling under the UK and you have to pay the VAT tax and uh, everything in the UK, how do you claim it back from America when it's not even going 
near America. It's going China, UK. So uh, not definitely, definitely that will be one. As I say, I, I haven't crossed that bridge because I don't need to come to that bridge. So it wouldn't be something that uh, just popped into my mind. But uh, no, that, that definitely is a great, great topic. Yeah, because then you could just have your UK taxes done in the UK for that yeah. business, and then you're not paying them again when you're yeah. coming back into to uh, America yeah. on that income. Yeah. So that yeah. might be a, an interesting way to do it, but obviously that might be kind of complicated too. So you could always start small and export a few things and see how it goes and, well, and I, then I, run I the numbers. As well, like if you're starting small, you know, People say about the tax, just you know, incorporate it on your price. You know, uh, you know, say say it's twenty percent or whatever. Put it on the price anyway, and just just hold it aside. Don't spend it because a lot of people just give up straight away, and you know, the government might not come looking for the tax. You know, and it's there anyway. You know, because you've incorporated it on in your price for when they do come. So you've just covered your your blind spot. But you know. Yeah, that's a great idea. Just to make sure that um, when you're doing your product research and your pricing that. Um, you account for those extra fees that you might pay in another marketplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so are there any tricks or tips to product research in Europe versus the US? Uh, I don't really use softwares or you know anything like that. So basically what I do is I'll go on eBay and stuff and check, you know, competitors, bike sellers and eBay. And you can actually see their velocity of sales i mean they've sold on a day you know from what time and you know and check their other items and then go and check them on amazon and see if i can bundle item make it better uh i'll go in the local stores like say say like your walmart or your bike stores around there and see what they're offering because they have a huge team of researchers uh that you know get paid high salaries for knowing what the mass market wants so if they've got it on there surely you can you know, spun up somehow and uh, launch on Amazon. And because, as I say, they have a, a big team of researchers who get paid a lot of money, so they, they very rarely get it wrong. So better than you, you know, making your own mind up and thinking this works or that works, you know, you can almost bet your, your dollar that what they've, they, they've put works. Yeah, it's an interesting point because if you go into, you know, like you said, big, big box stores in the U.S., um, mm. you know, I haven't extensively been, you know, throughout Europe. I've been through Europe. But one thing as an American going through Europe would, that was very surprising to me is, is the shopping and the selection of products is, is, is minute. And that's why I think Amazon in Europe is actually going to do really, really well is because uh, that, that product selection is not what we're used to here. Um, so I think you, may, you make a good point where, you know, you could maybe just go with your, your phone and like film, you know, go up and down the aisles and film yeah. a couple of aisles and then go and on, on, the UK marketplaces and see what's not listed, you know, start searching for, you know, Swiffer floor mop or whatever, and then come up with your own version of that um, yeah. on the EU marketplaces. Yeah. Anything you're seeing advertising on TV or whatever, you know, if you can spun off in some way, like these guys aren't wasting a lot of big money and paying, you know, millions or billions of dollars in TV adverts, you know, it's, it's obviously profitable and it's obviously uh they think the mass market's going to buy it. So just try and spin off and all our stuff, you know, as you said before, don't go trying to reinvent the wheel, you know, maybe one, one in 10,000 people get that and then run with like, but the majority do fail and we're, you know, trying to invent a brand new product, uh, you know, so that's what I would advise anyway, but that's only speaking from my personal uh, experience. 
Love it. I, I think it's a great tip. And even for us sellers, you know, there's, there's things that I've found on the Walmart shelf that I have not seen on Amazon, um, that sell really well. Um, and you know, Amazon is only 2% of all of retail. So there's a lot of stuff being sold massively in catalogs and everything else that people aren't even considering. So it's really great to go out there and look at the various, uh, you know, look at eBay and see what's different things sell on eBay, different things sell on, and different uh, markets, even Shopify. That's that's one of the um, one of the product research tips is see what Shopify stores are doing really well, and they're probably based on those trends. So that's a that's a really great tip. And uh, Harsha mentioned that, um, that there's a tax treaty between the U.S. and the U.K. So you only pay the difference in the U.S. between the taxes. So this avoids double taxation. So thank right, you, right. Harsha, for sharing that. That's uh, that's helpful for everyone to know. Um, and then let's see, what was my other, wow, those are really good, really good tips. Um, what about your, you said you don't do a lot of pay-per-click advertising, but, uh, how do you manage your advertising and sales growth? Are there any tools that you use for the European marketplaces that you'd well, recommend? Not, I don't use anything at all to be fair. I just test a lot and, uh, if it works, it works, double down it. If it doesn't work, sell out maybe, you know, it, there's no real, you know, secret silver bullet. So, you know, it's just, that's what works for me. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm not paying off on advertising. I probably should do it. But uh, the way I can, you know, think about it is if it works for me, it works for me. Why should I spend money on advertising when what's working is working? You know, surely nobody wants to spend money on advertising unless it's, it's guaranteed to work. But I did try it a few years ago, you know, not, not a massive budget, but it just doesn't work. And it kind of put me off and I just, you know, continue to do what I continue to work for me. Well, that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's, there's definitely, like you said, there's there's some benefits to learning advertising and um, and being able to sell those things even better. But it's it's the best if you can sell things organically without needing. Yeah. Personally, me, what I do, I kind of try to exhaust all my free channels first, all my free organic stuff first, and then when that's not working, consider advertising. But it's never came to a stage that it hasn't worked. So. So what do you consider when you say you try to exhaust all of your free channels? Can you kind of talk a little bit about your process? As I said before, it gets listed on uh, eBay UK, then it gets uh, on the Amazon UK, then it gets converted to FBA, then it goes to France, Italy, Spain, and Germany. So that's, uh, you know, six or, so, six or seven channels in the, in the USA. So maybe this product might not work in four of the channels, five of the channels, but it might work in one. And sometimes you just only need that one channel. And when you're doing this in scale with a lot of products, like it does work, you know, you might, you might only get a, you know, a one in 10 hat ratio, but that's all you need. You know, if you've got a lot of different products, you know, not everything works. If they don't work, sell them out maybe, get your money back, move on, try something else, and just keep repeating it and compounding it. So how, tell us a little bit more about eBay in Europe, like in the U S uh, you know, I know for there's some eBay sellers in, in the U S that do pretty well, but I've never really um, been that attracted to eBay. And um, it's not something that I've gone too deep in with my brand because I, you know, I feel like there's in the U S at least like there's a kind of a certain stigma with what you can find on eBay. Um, do you feel like it's like that in the, in Europe as well? Or is eBay pretty popular in Europe? 
It's popular, like uh, Amazon's getting bigger, you know, uh, I think they'll get a better bargain on eBay, to be fair. I know there is, you know, it feels a bit like a yard sale, you know, or a car boot sale, you know, that, that, that kind of way. But, you know, if I don't really, to me, I don't really, it doesn't really matter where I'm getting the money from, you know, eBay or Amazon's irrelevant, like it's just, you know, sales and, and profits. So I'd rather if there was more of these kind of places. But uh Definitely, it, it does get a high high velocity of buyers. You know, it's probably it's pr probably neck on neck with Amazon here in the UK. Maybe Amazon's a bad open it now, but I do think Amazon's going to take over it, and eBay do have to up their game and offer some kind of fulfillment, or they need to drastically change for them to stay and compete with Amazon in the future. So it's probably it was probably very popular before because it was kind of the only game in town, mm. and now that Amazon's coming in, it's definitely giving them a run for their money, huh? Yeah, definitely. But uh, as I say, like they've stopped a lot of the, the Chinese sellers and stuff from selling there. Like they're asking for you know mandatory VAT numbers and stuff. So uh, the Chinese was just wrecking the place. You know that you know the local guys who had to pay their VAT and tax and done everything uh, above board. Chinese were just going on and running about like cowboys and paying paying the hundred governments and just stealing everybody's sales, destroying local business, and uh, just. You know, really, you know, it was good for the customer, maybe, but it was wrecking, you know, lo local sellers. So uh, I think that, you know, they, 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 they're not, you know, you can't compete with somebody that automatically doesn't have to pay 20% of what you have to pay. You know, you just can't compete with that person. Uh, so they are do, they are taking measures to make sure are, that... It's, it's hard to police the internet, like, but uh, I think it is going to be, it's going to happen, like, it's just... But, 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 and there's going to be more regulation, more regulation, more regulation. And what you can do today on eBay and Amazon, Facebook, social media, there's going to be some kind of body that govern, governs everything, and it's going to be a lot tighter in years' time. So we probably are on the best time for it. Yeah. Real quick, everyone, I just want to I'll let you know um, one of the tools that I've used in the past, I haven't used it recently, but uh, when I did uh, tested in the past, you know, we're talking product ideas before this, uh, Trendosaur, um, I don't have any affiliation or anything. Um, they actually asked me to be an early investor, um, but it was right when I had launched Seller SEO, so all my money was tied up in that. But um, go check it out. It's actually a, a, a pretty interesting tool. Um, you know, they, they supposedly um, were able to predict fidget spinner before that, you know, it got crazy. So uh, yeah, I saw, I saw it's Fidget spinner. What? Say that again. I'm sorry, Conrad. Sold ten thousand in one week. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wow. just dropped completely, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. And then it just fell off a cliff. But yeah. Uh, there. But this site, anyway. Either way, like it. It's still a very interesting. Uh, just to get product ideas, even if you don't go for the, you know, the one that's that trending the most, you probably would want to stay away from that one. But um, anyway, just an interesting site to. Uh, uh, check out because it kind of pulls uh, a bunch of different marketplaces, online marketplaces, and kind of tells you what's you know what's moving. So it's it's pretty interesting. All right. Oh, Amy, you got muted somehow. Oh, there we go. Now you're now you're on <laughs> so muted. I just checked out the site. It's pretty cool. I love how it it breaks down like every single country. So yep. it's it might be helpful for uh, yeah. People. So that's a great share. Yeah. Did you have any other questions for Conrad, uh, Andy, before I... Um... No, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered everything I can think of. Um, 
Yeah, no, I don't think so. Is uh, anybody else have any uh, questions that they want to follow up with on this? Um, yeah. Well, and in the meantime, while people are thinking of questions, let's let Conrad tell us a little bit. He started a little, Conrad does not mentor. So <laughs> he does not mentor. He does not, um, he does not do that. He focuses on his business, but, um, but Conrad, tell us about your Facebook group. Cause you started a Facebook group to just help people. And, um, I know you, you post helpful things in my group as well. Um, so tell us about, uh, about your FDA hub beginners and winners. Yeah, the name's uh, FBA Hub, Amazon Beginners and Winners. And basically what it is, it's just a community for knowledge sharing. And, you know, because I was posting a lot on my personal profile and I was getting a lot of messages and I couldn't reply to them really. And I felt kind of bad not being able to reply to them. So I kind of created a community uh, group. So basically, if somebody wants a question now and they send me a message, I'll say, listen, post it in the group. So then, you know, the community members are helping out our community members. Uh, with answers, uh, you know, so it's, it's taking the kind of pressure off me a bit. And also, I was giving out free advice on a lot of the big FBA groups. And the moder or the admins were banning me from the groups because they were trying to sell courses. And I was giving out the information for free. And I was like, you know, or answering questions in detail and a lot of detail. And they were banning me. And I just said, you know what, I'll make my own group. And, you know, Obviously, it's not, it's not a spammy group. There's no selling at all. I don't sell anything on the group. As you, as you mentioned, I don't mentor. Uh, I give back when I can give back, and that, that's the way I give back because I couldn't possibly answer everybody's questions and emails. Uh, do you know, I'll be working around the clock, so I just kind of, I'll make a video on my own time when I feel I can give back and, and, and just share it, you know? But it's, yeah. it's a community, and it's grown really fast. Like, uh, you know, I'm getting first day it opened that had 700 members, and it's, it's not a massive group, no. and we don't want it to be massive because I think sometimes it gets too big. It just gets, the feed just gets too uh, cluttered and it gets unpersonal and nobody gets any benefit out of it. So it's it's, it's a good place to network as well. And, uh, you know, team up with someone in, in your own level and maybe, you know, help each other out with questions or your strong points and swap your strong points with our weak points and vice versa, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I, I shared it in the in the Zoom chat and um, and definitely have found your group to be helpful as well. And I always found your advice helpful in some of the other groups that I had been in. And um, I'm like you, I've gotten banned from a few of the groups just for being helpful. So, <laughs> you know, can I won? Yep, you can't. So I mean, it's it's great to it's great that we have really great groups out there like uh, Andy's group and like Amazing at Home and um, and, and like your group there that are just out here to network and help each other and, uh, help each other grow in, in our businesses and in e-commerce in general. So thank you so yeah. much for, for being with us today and telling us about your, your experience in e-commerce in, in the EU and, um, and does anyone have, I guess we'll open it up for, for any further questions for Conrad before we, we let him off the hook. <laughs> yeah. When he says that was very interesting. And um, I know there's just maybe we can get kind of a show of hands or mention in the chat um, how many of you sell on Europe sell in Europe already or are interested in selling in Europe. Uh, I'm already ahead of you, Amy. I uh, created a poll. What? <laughs> okay, a poll. All right. Let's see. Let's see if uh, no, two no's, three no's, four no's. 
All, All right. right. Doesn't look up. Oh, six, seven. No, nope, pretty much looks like no one is. <laughs> I can't answer my own question. I can't. I, I, I can't. definitely recommend uh, just doing what you can in the USA first, because sometimes, you know, your business doesn't need Europe, but, you know, you've enough customers there, but definitely exhaust all your local avenues first. You know, don't be just thinking you have to go to Europe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There is a, there is a, a lot, like people have asked me uh, lately though, like if I was starting out right now, I actually think I might go to Europe first, even though it might be a little bit harder to start out. Uh, just because like you said, Conrad, the, the competition there is so much lower right now. Um, it's kind of like, like Amazon when I first started in the U S around 2013, it was like, you could pretty much put anything up and get, um, you know, I mean, within reason, of course. Um, and get, you know, sales and traction fairly easily just because the competition barrier to entry is so much lower in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, but I know guys here in the UK and they just sell in the USA. They don't yeah. even sell in the UK. That's interesting. You know, it's, I think it's, yeah. I always, I always think that's crazy. I, yeah. Also people like in Australia and things like that, uh, when people come to me trying to sell in the US and they're from Australia, I'm like, man, that marketplace yeah. just launched. Like, get on. Yeah. Be yeah, the first. Like, people, they think the grass is always greener than the other right. side. You know, right. You know, but it's, it's you know. Just look what look, look look at your own economy. You know the U.S. economy is like you know the biggest in the world by far. Like so, you know I I would do a lot better if I was in the U.S.A. I know that for a fact. But uh, you know it's it's I, I just try and do what I can do at my own place first, and right. I've done everything I can do there, which I probably never will be able to do. Yeah. Then I'll move on to the more countries. But you know there's there's no need to move when you don't need to move. Try, try where you are first. Like but you know I'm not trying to put anybody off or anything but i think a lot of people just don't know how good they have it in right. country. right 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 for sure no i agree and well, um, i think it's interesting to think about um all of the different marketplaces i think you should start wherever you're at you know and and st- grow your business and learn the ropes like i always recommend learning the ropes and starting with small tests and everything like that once you learn the ropes and you're like okay i'm selling well then consider Mm -hmm. other countries, other avenues, and it doesn't even have to be other countries. You can consider other retail avenues. You can consider, you know, um, all all types of B2B, B2C, you know? Yeah, it depends as well. If you've one product, say you've just one product, then you will want to get it across the world, you know? But if you've got, if you're like mass products, you know, you're never going to cover the US. But if you've only one product, you know, there's not, you know, when you, when you rank it and stuff, you can definitely get it under all our countries and it wouldn't be too hard. But when you're operating mass, you know, it's, I would just keep the mass room doing and if I have spare time, go to Europe then, or I'm not overwhelmed, go to Europe then, or, but as I say, you know, there's no definitive answer. What works for me and what works for you isn't going to be the same for everybody. And that's, if everybody was the same, the world wouldn't work. <laughs> True exactly. story. Yeah, and Andy, you have like seven hundred skiers or something, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, well, so luckily we're big enough to where we had help. You know, it's kind of um, with the with the Japan marketplace that they're they're trying to get us to expand over there. Luckily, um, you know, we we got uh, an account manager and they <laughs> they on board. They did most of the work for us, so um, we were lucky in that sense. That's not going to happen for a lot of people, especially if you're just starting out. I think it's just unfortunately Amazon works with you know. If you're if you're pushing a lot of volume, I think you get a little priority and and um, you know not to not not to say that's fair, but that's just how they're doing it. So we probably got a little bit of a, a leg up in that sense. Um, but I know that uh, within within Seller Central, there's there's tools now that actually help you migrate to to new countries and things like that. So 
um, definitely uh, dig into it a little bit more um, because now they're, they're trying to make it as easy as possible to get to all these different um, marketplaces. All right. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we've covered everything. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much, uh, Conrad. It was nice to, to meet you. Nice to chat with you. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can, uh, we can uh, see you again here soon, maybe in a, a future session. Yeah, definitely. And thanks very much for both having me. Uh, it's been, been great, yeah. And have a nice rest of the day. Like it's almost uh, 11 o'clock here, sorry, 10 o'clock here in the UK, Ireland. So yeah. I'll be going to bed soon and All enjoy right. the rest of your day again. Yeah, thank you much. And uh, and, uh, and uh, one other thing is I wish I, I wish I had the, uh, the tax setup that you guys have in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah you, got, you guys got the, the, friendly, the friendly tax uh, situation over there. Yeah, yeah, all, all the big corporations are here. But yeah. you know, at the end of the day, when this when this stops, it's, you know, they're they're all going to leave. So it might True. not be so True. good. It might not last forever. Like you know, the big companies will just go to the next country that's offering it. You know, they're not. Yep, they move where that where it's the most friendly. All right. Well, uh, yeah. thanks to Amy and thanks to Conrad. I'm going to stay on like I usually do for about ten minutes after just to answer any more. Uh, questions or if anybody wants to chat a little bit further um if not we will i will see everyone later um but uh let me read um yep yes tom there will be a replay it'll be in um in either um my group uh, amazon fba titans or in amy's group which is amazing at home i'll usually play the replay it might not have uh the entire uh content like we usually cut out a little bit like at the end uh, like right now, <laughs> it'll be it'll be cut uh, once we once the guest leaves, uh, usually, and then I do this little bonus round at the end. But the rest should be uh, should be up. All right. Anybody else um, have any other questions? Doesn't have to be about this. Can be about you know anything Amazon related. Even if we didn't cover it today, I'm happy to uh, use this time to to kind of give you guys any any kind of advice that you're ha uh, that you need on just general selling questions on Amazon. And I will give it about 15 seconds. And if not, I'm going to bow out and, uh, and we'll see you uh, next week. Um, we are going to have this, uh, we're going to have the, uh, all, all of these sessions up on, uh, the website we're working on. It'll be uh, just sellerroundtable.com. And then also for, um, you know, iTunes and, um, the Amazon, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, Android, uh, podcast that, you know, just all the different podcast networks. Uh, we're going to have that up hopefully in the next week or two. Uh, where, where you'll be able to, to listen to, uh, to all this stuff, uh, as well as watch it, um, on YouTube and things like that. So we're going to, we're going to start publishing this stuff a little bit, uh, a little bit more and getting it a little bit uh, easier for you guys to all consume. Um, if you can share it with people, we'd really appreciate that. Um, you know, the more people we have in the, in the live, uh, sessions, the better, cause then we get the, the Q and a, which really, uh, kind of, you know, lets you guys dig into, to, uh, you know, more details and, and getting more information out of us. Karen, what do you think about, uh, Karen's asking, what uh, do you think about Amazon's outlet deals to drive sales of your overstocked inventory? Um, I think it's fine. If the, if the inventory is not moving and they're inviting you to, to do those, those sales, um, I say, sure. I mean, you know, as long as, as you're getting, you know, because the other option usually in that case is going to be to either destroy it or get it returned to you. Um, depending on the value of the item, um, it may or may not be worth it. Um, you know, for you to, to either return it, uh, you know, or, or get it destroyed. If you destroy it, you know, it's worth zero and you're paying money. So uh, if you return it, then, um, 
you know, then, then, you know, you're having to pay that extra fee to get a return. So uh, to me, I would, I would give it a try. Why not? Uh, yep. They are, they are selling sending a lot of, it's hard to keep track of all the emails Amazon sending these days. Um, yeah, it's almost like you need a, a separate email account. I, I keep missing stuff. That's like, you know, you're invited to this beta or whatever. And I'm like, Oh man, I missed that email. That would have been awesome. So thank you, Karen. All right. Uh, I'll give it about 10 more seconds. If nobody else has any further questions, I will about thank you guys again for uh, joining us. As you know, we do this every, uh, Tuesday, 1 PM Pacific. And uh, next week, I'm not sure. Let me check the schedule. I think we have, I'm uh, pretty sure next week is, let me check the schedule here. Um, yep, we have Nathan Hirsch from FreeUp, which is a uh, freelancer marketplace. And he's going to just talk about how to utilize uh, freelancers uh, like VAs and, and things like that for your Amazon business. So that should be a really good one. Uh, you know, cause people are always, you, know, you always hear like how you should be hiring VAs, how you should be offloading work. Um, you know, Nathan's going to give us some, some actionable stuff on like how we can actually use, um, VAs to kind of, you know, take, uh, take work off your, your guys' plates so that, you know, you're, uh, more of just managing and less, um, and, you know, and less having to do all the work yourself. Um, and then I believe the week after that we have, uh, I think we have Kevin King. So that should be a, another really good one. I'm not sure what, uh, yeah, the week after that, uh, Tuesday the 12th, we'll have Kevin King, um, which should also be a really, really good one. So, all right, guys, uh, thank you so much. And uh, we will, uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.